Welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover, your home for ice fishing news, tips, stories, and strategies. And now, your host, Chris Larson. Hello and welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast. It's the week of Christmas and many of you are already out in the hard water. I've seen a few of you out on the ice with your hard houses already. Today's show is a recorded interview with Andy Cho from Knock Outdoors. I recorded this with Andy back at the St. Paul Ice Fishing Show. We discussed Lake Minnetonka ice fishing and a lot more. Enjoy the interview. We'll talk to you later this week. When we go ice fishing, like, I mean, you got you to gotta figure probably 80% of the folks out ice fishing are paying fish. Sure. And in open water, you know, once we're adults, it seems like it's uncool to do pan fishing. <laughs> but in ice fishing, it's no holds barred, baby. It's it's we're gonna go pan fishing. Why do you think that it's it's acceptable as adults uh, to go ice fishing for pan fish, but not not in open water? It's almost like you can't do that and put that on on social media. I that's a that's a fascinating uh, point you make, I, and I don't know the answer. It just seems like. When you're going ice fishing, it's almost you want to have a meal sometimes or take a meal home, have some fish tacos or, you know, fish fries. That could be part of the reason why maybe. But during the summer months, you're trying to go for, you know, big bass. Sometimes you're going for muskie, right? Whatever your, your main target is. But it's never, I'm going to go today and go catch me some crappies and bluegills. It really doesn't. You're right. I don't quite know the answer. You know, that's fascinating. <laughs> It is for me. It's super fascinating. It is for me because I just love pan fishing. It's been my thing yeah. my whole life. Yeah. So I have no problem with it, but it's just like, you know, you can't put that on Instagram in, in July that you're out catching bluegills. No, but I mean, there are there are people out there in the social media world that do just go for panfish, and that's mm-hmm. what ticks, makes them tick. And it, I think it depends on where you fish, right? What part of the state that you live in. That if, if the part of the state you live in is all panfish, then that's where you're gonna go for. But let's say you're in the the metro area, you kind of go for bass. You, the pan fishing around here isn't like what you'd find up north, right, right. in Minnesota. So that's probably uh, an element too. Yeah, you get you get into that size structure. You go up to a place like Otter Tail County. Mm-hmm. You know, you're gonna get into those those big ones that you just don't see around here Correct. anymore. Correct. Correct. But one of the things that I wanted to have you do on, you know, you and I were talking earlier today yeah. at the show, uh, you're a Lake Minnetonka guy. And yeah. That's something I wanted to talk to you about. And first sat down and kind of gave you an opportunity to introduce yourself and what you're yeah, about, sure. what you like. But sure. uh, let's talk some Lake Minnetonka. Um, Metro Lake, it's it's a busy lake. What's Very it like to ice fish up there? I considered it <laughs> just uh, any given day, it seems like it's a zoo. You know, when the peak of ice fishing, you go out there. I mean, I think it, I mean, don't quote me, but if you were to drive around that lake or walk around, it's all almost over 120 miles. I think I read somewhere. So it's a pretty big metro, metro lake. And that body of lake has multiple little bays that, you know, add on finger fingers out from the main bays. So there is a lot of unique fishing on that body of water. So what is it like? It's, it's chaos i mean it's like a zoo you'll see hundreds of cars out in small little bays when once it locks up and it's safe um crowds of fish houses in every single bay i mean they're every yeah so very busy very very busy out there 
Um, but like you said, it, it almost feels like a chain. Correct. You know, it's it's Lake Minnetonka, but it feels like a chain of lakes. Correct. Correct. So is there is there some of those little spots and some of those little lakes? And I'm not going to ask you to name them, but are some of those better than others? Yeah, it's, it seems like every single year some of those bays seem to hold quality fish um time and time again you always hear a report that someone pulls out a 14 15 even a mythical 16 out of, out of some one of those bays in the winter winter fishing months um you know every bay seems different you know there's certain bays that have better rock structure so there's more walleyes in that bay there's another bay that has better basin structures so it's going to hold some more panfish uh, better weed systems and that also holds all, all all types of fish so every bay is different and you can fish them differently different depths different water clarity you know temperature obviously depending on when but yeah it, it's all it's all unique is that exciting for you just being able to go to one place and and finding basically a, a different situation and different experience all in the same way yeah because each bay is kind of a new body of water that you have to kind of debug and fish i mean there there will be times where i go out and i get i'll see maybe a mark or two and get skunked i mean don't get me wrong i'm i fish i fish probably 75 percent of the bays and i have there's one bay i'm not going to name it i just can't find fish on for some odd reason so it's still a puzzle and i'll i'll eventually get there <laughs> You'll eventually get there. I got to get this up here. So if you're watching the video, you know who we're talking to. <laughs> so with with so much water to cover, and you talked about all the shoreline and all the different bays and all the different things, if somebody's going out there and they want to go and fish and try to catch fish, what should they look for? I mean, what should they key in on if they want to get started on a lake net If they are, you're talking brand new angler, they just want to go out there for the first time. Yeah, somebody who's never been on Lake Minnetonka and they pull up, not necessarily a novice angler, but yeah. if someone pulls up and says, where do I start? I mean, I mean the, 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 at least when I first started fishing and I didn't know much about fishing, you got to go talk to the bait, bait shop owners. They usually get a lot of intel um, early on all the time from regulars. Uh, and there's a lot of, there's two or three around the area that, that have good, good info. Um, that's, that's the first start. Go buy your bait and ask for what's going on. Uh, what bays are good, what's the ice conditions like, that's that's Intel 101. Uh, and then after that, once you figure out what bay that you want to check out, um, I mean, you'll see the, con I'm not even joking, you'll see a concentration of people. And I and I don't want to say go there, but I, I'd say try to go to them, but stay outside of their area, because the fish are, if it's, you know, mid to late season, they're getting smarter. So try to stay outside of that area. And then, and then drill not just one hole but maybe a dozen holes and just start hopping around and obviously electronics is going to help you but if you're a first-time angler uh, try to find someone that might have some gear uh, but if you're fully set up with gear obviously then fish those holes if they don't produce you got to move right just keep, continue moving if you have to move closer to the community go ahead um, otherwise uh, but early ice um, I'd say start in the weeds uh, and then work a little bit deeper, try to find some structure like drop-offs or you know, the start of a basin, the edges of a basin. Those are really good spots to check. And I, I think one of the things you can do too is if you see that community hole, and it seems like people are catching fish, but you don't want to get involved with that, mm -hmm. is 
pull out your phone, pull up the Navionics app, yes. and try to find something that looks like that, correct? But doesn't have the crowd. Re replicate and mirror that structure, right? There's a reason why those fish are hanging out in that spot. Try to find something maybe a, at a smaller scale and, and go check it out. I mean, there's many times I'll just go check out a spot. No one's been there, and then holy, holy cow, it's like a Christmas tree. It works, right? I mean, you just have to try it. Yep. The, the part of fishing is you can't always win, but when you succeed, you learn something new, right? <laughs> At least that's what, what, I, what I like to do about when I go fishing. So that's that's a lake that's near and dear to your heart. You've told me that there's you know a lot of people out there, there's a lot of pressure, but yet it still produces it's great still fish. Produces. Every single time and every single year I fish out of it, it still produces. And that's the interesting thing about that lake. It's so big that even if it has been, you know, hammered, it still will continue to produce because that means it's a healthy system. And, you know, I, you know, in terms of talking like conservational limits with technology, it's so much easier to find fish these days, right? 360 live, live scope and all that stuff. I, you know, I, I, in the future, I do hope that the, the limits do come down. That's just, you know, one of the things that hopefully in the future will continue to change. Yeah, and it's something that I've talked to a lot of our guests about today and yesterday is that, you know, the DNR has been doing a lot with a lot of the real trophy panfish lakes sure. in the state dropping that limit down. But, you know, I think as anglers, we kind of have to police ourselves. Mm -hmm. And not just me policing you or you policing me, but me policing me and going out there and knowing that, okay, it's a 25 fish limit. But, you know, I, if I go home with 10, that's a good day. And, yeah. and, and it doesn't mean we can stop. We have to stop fishing. Let's have a good time. Well, let's put them down the hole and, and save some for the next day. Exactly. I completely agree. So, all right, Minnetonka. I, I can tell you, honestly, I've never been on it before. <laughs> is it is it a clear water lake? Is it a dark water lake? What do we got? Um, some bays you can see 15 feet down. and some bays you can see four feet down. It really depends on which bay you're in. I mean, God honest truth. It really depends on which bay you're in for some reason. It's just, it all depends on which one. All right. <laughs> I, got, I can't explain it better than that. We're, we're going to make you set up your rods right now to go out there and do some crappie fishing on Minnetonka. What are you tying up? What does it look like? Um, right now, I, I my, one of my go-to main search baits is a jointed pinhead minnow in, in the smallest size because it, it shoots down the water column pretty quick. It can pick out aggressive fish pretty fast. And if that doesn't work, um, the second one is some type of tungsten. I mean, I'm not really partial right now to any kind of drop kick or, uh, you know, any, any one of the drop kicks from clams really works. And I'll start with a plastic. So no live bait initially, and then drop that down. I mean, I'm, we're assuming we're marking fish, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> if we're not, we're moving, right? Then we're moving, but that, that's what I start with. Um, and if that doesn't work and they're really, really finicky, I will actually try like uh, a trout fly or even a lead jig. Slower, slower drops, slower presentations, for some reasons tr can trigger fish. Mm -hmm. uh, and then those all fail, they'll try with with uh, live bait. So that's kind of... What do you think about that? And, you know, I still have like old ice fishing jigs from when I was in my teens. Yeah. And they're 30 years old. Yeah. These lead, you know, vertical presentation uh -huh. jigs. And you show them to guys who've just been ice fishing over the last five years, and they're like, 
what is that? Yeah. What are you doing with that? They're thing? confused. Yeah. So, so do you think that that's cool to go out and, and use something like that? And, I, I personally, I love it because when you say vertical jig, I, it looks like kind of like a banana with a hook. Right. That's exactly. what. That's, and then it's got like little tiger stripes or whatever, right? And it, 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 I swear to God, it works. It works. Yeah. I think everybody and their brother is sending that horizontal look down and the tungsten. Yeah. The tungsten drops a certain way. And again, I fish with tungsten almost exclusively. But I think sometimes throwing that lead jig down there, it, it flutters different. It does it a different. Do, it thing. does something different that, the, I mean, the fish have probably seen in those community spots or places that have been hit hard. They have seen the same jigs over and over and over again. You throw something that's slower falling and it doesn't mimic what they've seen, they get turned off. Yeah. And I mean, that's when fishing is tough, though. I'll, I'll bust those out. You talked about the pinhead a little while ago. Yeah. Uh, going to hard baits with panfish again is. It's another thing that's pretty new. I mean, it's not something that people did when when I was coming up. Uh, what's up with that? What do you What do you like about that? The pinhead. I don't know what it what it is about it, but there's a little flapper, and I swear it just activates fish in a way that it it, it must flutter in, in some natural presentation that they think it's lively, and it, it just triggers the bite. I don't know what it is either, but for some reason, that's one of my go to baits. Usually, I start with like a gold. Then I'll try chartreuse, orange. I mean, those gold is usually the first color I try, and then those other three, two colors, is my kind of go-to. That's what I wanted to, wanted to hear next. Is what it, what's the color? I'm mean, <laughs> yeah. not going to go catch that, it. That, yeah, gold, gold would be my number one, and then uh, chartreuse and orange. Those, right. are, those are it. Very cool. Is there something about fishing Lake Minnetonka that uh, you wanted to talk about that I didn't ask you about? Not really. I mean, if you're in the metro and you haven't fished it it's it's a great fishery to come check out i know there's a lot of people a lot of cars a lot of you know bodies moving out there some people are out there just to have fun um, and enjoy the day which is exactly what we want to see right hopefully they're still respectful but to, to go just get outside right mm -hmm. in, the, in minnesota we got long winters right and our winters are long so if you're not enjoying it and doing something fun outside i mean it's gonna feel even longer and get a little cabin fever right Yep. So, I mean, Minnetonka is great. You can get out there and, for the most part, probably catch some fish there. And one of the things that I love about ice fishing, especially, you know, as you're getting out there early in the season, I take my kids, they bring their ice skates, and they, they, they fish for a little while, and then they're going to go ice skating. Yeah, yeah. And ice skating on a lake is one of the coolest things you can do. Yeah, it is pretty trippy just to be on like a huge ice skate ice skating rink yeah it's just endless i mean you have to be careful sometimes but you know hitting a bump or something but otherwise it, it is pretty cool to see that getting out there people want to find out more about you or knock outdoors how do they do it um we're kind of on all social platforms uh from facebook instagram youtube it's for myself it's it's showtime showtime um, and then Knock Outdoors also is, is what you can search for in, in the other platforms as, as well. Very cool. Really appreciate you coming on, Andy. Of course. It, was, it was fun talking to you. Of course. Uh, you know, we just met today. So yeah, literally today. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to get you a card and yeah. we'll be in touch. Definitely. Yeah. Thanks again. Good times, man. Really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover. For more ice fishing content, visit our blog at catchcover.com.